From the CPRI Knowledge Hub and CPRIHub.org, this is Research Minutes, a deep dive into new and important research in the realm of education. Today, we look at the Accelerated Study in Associate Programs, or ASAP, a unique approach to community college first employed by CUNY back in 2007. The goal of the program is to help more students graduate within three years. ASAP students are required to go to school full-time and meet other program requirements, such as meeting with their advisor regularly and attending tutoring if needed. In return, students receive several financial supports. After finding success in New York, ASAP was brought to Ohio in 2015. Now, after two years of study, researchers are reporting some dramatic results. Even beginning in the very first semester, we saw large statistically significant impacts on full-time enrollment. Remarkably, after two years, they more than doubled the two-year graduation rate. We welcome MDRC Senior Associate Colleen Somo, lead author of a new policy brief on ASAP Ohio. Somo sits down with guest host Peter Horn of the Point of Learning podcast to discuss her findings and how ASAP was successfully replicated among new students more than 600 miles away. The model tackles multiple barriers to student success that are nearly universal. That's right now on Research Minutes. Hello, I'm Peter Horn, and today I'm happy to be joined by Colleen Somo, a senior associate with MDRC and lead author of the new policy brief, Doubling Graduation Rates in a New State, Two-Year Findings from the ASAP Ohio Demonstration. Colleen, it's a pleasure to talk with you. Hi, Peter. Thank you so much for having me. Many of our listeners will be familiar with your organization as it's been around for 45 years. For those who are not, I wanted to note quickly that MDRC is a nonprofit, nonpartisan education and social policy research organization dedicated to learning what works to improve programs and policies that affect the poor. In this case, community college students from low-income families. Colleen, your MDRC brief has been receiving a lot of attention since it was published in late 2018, and for good reason. The findings are remarkable and really good news. But before we get into them, I'd like to discuss a little bit of the background of the ASAP program at the center of this report. What is ASAP? What is it designed to do? The Accelerated Study in Associate Programs, or ASAP, is a comprehensive three-year program that was developed by the City University of New York. The goal of the program is to help more students graduate within three years. ASAP students are required to go to school full-time and meet other program requirements, such as meeting with their advisor regularly and attending tutoring if needed. In return, students receive several financial supports, including tuition waivers and help with textbooks and transportation. Several years ago, MDRC conducted a randomized control trial of ASAP at three CUNY community colleges and found that after three years, students in the program group graduated at nearly double the rate of students in the control group. And after six years, ASAP students continued to outperform the control group. Given these findings, the next question for us was, could CUNY's success be replicated in another place and with different students? And this is really what brought us to Ohio. You launched a study in 2014 that included three of these Ohio community colleges, as well as CUNY, MDRC, and the Ohio Department of Higher Education. Can you give us an overview of the students who were involved and how they were selected to participate? As part of the demonstration, MDRC conducted a randomized control trial at the three Ohio colleges. The schools targeted students who were low income, were willing to enroll in school full-time, and were in degree-seeking majors that could be completed within three years. Eligible students who were interested in the program and agreed to be in the study 
were randomly assigned either to a program group that had access to the new program or to a control group that had access to the college's usual services. In the end, about 1,500 students were enrolled into the study. About a third of the students were the first in their family to attend college. Nearly three quarters had one or more developmental education course needs, and about a half were considered non-traditional. Upon joining, what changed for the students who were under ASAP Ohio? Program students were required to meet with their advisor once or twice a month, attend career services at least once a semester, and attend tutoring if they were in developmental courses or deemed to be struggling academically. In addition, students were required to enroll full-time and to take their developmental courses immediately. For doing their part, students had any gaps between their tuition and financial aid waived, They received textbook stipends, and they received a $50 monthly gift card that could be used on gas or food. Students were also strongly encouraged to take summer courses and continue to receive supports during the summer term. And all of these services continued for up to three years. Some of our listeners, especially those in the community college arena, may be wondering how much an initiative like this costs. Tell us a little about the financial aspects. The colleges received some grant funding to help launch the programs, but also had to bring their own resources to the table as well. And as of the two-year point, the average annual direct cost per program group member is about $2,300. These direct costs consist of administration and management, student services, and financial supports. We'll continue to track cost data and we'll look to see whether, like CUNY, the Ohio programs are able to lower the cost per graduate. Drumroll time. After two years, your team began to see some dramatic results at these colleges. What did you find? Even beginning in the very first semester, we saw large statistically significant impacts on full-time enrollment. I wanted to note this because just prior to random assignment, all of the students said they were willing to go to school full time. But without the program's requirements and supports, many control group students quickly dropped to part time status. And throughout the follow up period, we found large impacts on persistence hovering around 10 percentage points. And as hoped, these large increases in enrollment and full-time enrollment led to program students earning more credits. On average, students in the program group earned roughly an additional two credits each semester and were ahead by about eight credits at the end of two years. Remarkably, after two years, 19% of the program group had earned a degree or credential compared with 8% of the control group. So in other words, they more than doubled the two-year graduation rate. Better than twice. That's amazing. Your brief also includes some student impressions. What did students have to say about the program? Did they respond to some aspects better than others? Students consistently named advising, particularly the relationship with their advisors, as the most important piece of the program. Most students we spoke with noted that the financial benefits were incredibly helpful and were oftentimes the initial draw to being in the program, However, they seem to credit the advisors as being integral to their success. This is one of the things that feels so important because community college is offered as a policy solution in many of the state conversations that are happening right now. But as you find, implementation is so important. So seeing that advising matters is a remarkable and useful finding for a lot of people who might be listening today. Very often initiatives like this, though, that work in one area or for one group of students in one context fail when they're replicated elsewhere. Why do you think this ASAP model 
is or could be different. One reason the effects of interventions don't replicate is that the replicators may not implement the model as designed. However, in this case, major efforts were taken to increase the likelihood of the model being implemented with fidelity. CUNY, the original developers of the program, provided strong technical assistance to the three colleges. Also, the leadership at the state and at the colleges were highly supportive of the program and worked hard to implement it as designed. I think another reason that ASAP successes were able to be replicated is that the model tackles multiple barriers to student success that are nearly universal. In addition, one of the key features of the model is the individualized one-on-one -on -one attention that the advisor provides to each student. This allows the advisor to tailor their approach to the needs of every student. For example, an adult student with children at home may have different needs than an 18-year-old living with a parent, yet both can get the unique support they need from their advisor to be successful. And another piece of good news is that we looked at a variety of subgroups such as institution, students with and without developmental education course needs, adult learners, and other groups, and it's working for all of them. This provides further support that ASAP can be an effective strategy for various students. Are the Ohio colleges planning to continue using these ASAP elements as they go forward? Will you be continuing to do research there? One of the three colleges, Lorain County Community College, is continuing to operate their program with the goal of expanding it over the next few years. There is a short companion piece available on MDRC's website that tells more about Lorain's sustainability story. The other two colleges are taking a different approach. They have embraced many of the philosophies of ASAP and are trying to embed them in student services offered throughout their campuses so that all students may benefit from them in some way. At the end of 2019, we'll be releasing a report on the three colleges that will include three-year impact findings, expanded implementation findings, and a cost-effectiveness analysis. Given the magnitude of the findings to date, we hope to extend the work to look at longer-term effects on earnings and employment as well. I think we all hope these great results continue, and I'm very much looking forward to following your work in the future. Those listeners who would like to read more about ASAP Ohio and Colleen's work can visit mdrc.org. Colleen Somo, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you very much, Peter. Thanks for listening to Research Minutes, presented by the CPRE Knowledge Hub. For more episodes or to subscribe to the series, visit us at cprehub.org. That's cprehub.org. To share your thoughts on today's episode or suggest future topics, follow us on Twitter at cprehub. Special thanks goes out to our guest, Peter Horn, of the Point of Learning podcast. To hear more from him, visit hornedconsulting.org.